top of the moaning, top of the moaning, top of the moaning, top of the moaning. What's going on, everyone? We're here for episode 20. Recap of the Canadian Grand Prix. Might I say, the best Grand Prix so far of the season. Not even close. I'm here with, yeah, not even close, <laughs> right? I'm here with the man, the legend, Tyler. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate the the intro. I'm not going to lie. You're getting better and better at that. And I appreciate the Kendrick and Baby Keem, top of the morning, top of the morning. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it is top of the morning for us. But at the same time, like, I don't know, man. Y- yesterday, it felt like a long day for F1, but it's because we finally got, like, a good race time to preview. I mean, I, I watched the race at, for us, at yeah. 1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was well I, I thought it was supposed to start like 11 i guess it did start kind of at 11 for well, me freaking marcos told me 12 30 and i sat there for 30 minutes not knowing what the hell was going on yeah <laughs> and that's why we don't listen to marcos marcos i know you're probably listening and sorry but yeah <laughs> <laughs> no uh i was downstairs trying to rescue my car that was almost a disaster i had to that's fish true. a spark plug out of the threads but i was down there and i see tyler message us lights or formation lap starting i was like oh shit formation lap already in a brush and i'm running back and forth throwing stuff in my garage run upstairs i turn it on i've seen the first turn i made it in time for the first corner so no hell yeah and honestly i mean we'll, we'll get into it but the first corner was pretty clean so really you didn't really miss anything but i mean yeah let's i guess let's just get right into it uh i mean saturday actually stupid exciting qualifying day i mean it, it was raining a lot of people it aided it aided some people it hindered some people i mean you know we see alonzo starting in p2 literally locking out the front row with verstappen which is hilarious in my opinion you had magnuson and schumacher have their highest start times like to date with p5 p6 and of course you know we'll get into why Haas always finds a way but i mean yeah qualifying was stupid exciting lewis out qualified george but i I think that was because george made that that crazy take to try to go to slicks and uh, when it was still wet out there yeah i mean hey i'm not gonna lie i like the bold i like the bold decision i did like it i i didn't think i know some spots they had a very big dry line, like ready to go. So I I yep. agree with it, but you know, there unfor- was risk. unfortunately there there was some risk, and the risk you know the risk came into play this time around. But honestly, if it would have paid off, I think those slicks since he was the only one, he would got first. We might have seen a George Russell P one for Saturday. Yeah. Uh. Dude, uh, Danny Rick out-qualified Lando, and I think he finished ahead of him, too. Yeah, yeah, that was big. That was big. I mean, overall, McLaren looked kind of, we'll, we'll talk about it, just kind of the whole weekend kind of just looked kind of lackadaisical. But it I mean, like McLaren. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. But, yeah, from this race solidified it for me. I was talking with Chris the entire race, but... I think this race solidified for me that it is not the drivers. Don't blame it on Danny. Don't blame it on Lando. It is not the drivers at all. It is 100% the team. They got team orders flying all over the place. They got a car that can't keep up on the straights. They got, I I don't know what's going on. They almost got as bad a pit stop as uh, the Ferrari crew. And that's saying something. Or at least the (laughs) strategists. The strategies that they've ran, like, I remember one race they had, Danny Rick like switched to hards when everyone else was like running like softs or mediums. It was weird. Yeah, a little questionable. A little questionable. Very questionable their decision making. But yeah, that was the that was our uh starting grid. I didn't anticipate any of that. Like I did not see Alonzo anywhere near the top three. And the range came out to play and Alonzo was just he was on fire. Couldn't touch him. Second place to start. That was awesome. I saw him say uh, apparently Max called him old, and he said, "Well, I'm gonna pass him on the first lap." I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but I don't know about that, bud. That that was funny though. He's a troll, so I appreciate that. I mean, if he got him off the start, uh, since P2, like, yeah, P1 off the start, you get that inside, you get that inside line for that first left turn. But mm-hmm. if P2 had the jump on the start, 
you could ride the outside wheel to wheel and then have the inside line for the right hander. So like it yeah. was possible. It just I don't think you're gonna beat that Red Bull off the jump with the Alpine. If it was Leclerc in first and Max in second, Max is definitely getting him on the second corner. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's sticking his 100%. elbows out and pushing him wide <laughs> like the whole way. God. That dude can drive. Uh, okay, well, it, actually, now that you said that, just a small tangent. If Leclerc and Max were on front row, do you think turn one wouldn't have been as clean as it was? I think it would be clean. I don't. I don't have any reason to believe that Max and Leclerc would will, uh, you know, have a Lewis Max kind of thing going. That's fair. I mean, you saw them in the first two races. Like they were, they were close, man. They had some good fights and. And it was always clean, so I don't think that they would have. I think it would have been clean, but I think Max would have got him on the second turn, like you were saying. No, yeah, you got a point. And small little tangent again. Can I just get a shout out for Joe Guan Yu starting P10? I believe, dude, that might have been his highest his highest qualifying weekend. Hey, this is the second weekend in a row he's out qualified Valtteri. I and know. Valtteri's been known for his qualifying performances. Just I saying. know. Just saying, man. That's pretty big for the rook. Very big. And then uh, I think we should just jump in. Driver standings updates. Max still championship leader with 175 points. Uh, then Perez, 129. Leclerc is three points off of him at 126. Yeah. Uh, so Leclerc has 49 points gap between him and Verstappen. So it's growing, man. It's growing. And like you said, like you said in that quote, that's just two wins and he's back in it. And he Who firmly believe, believes he can do that. He just needs his freaking team behind him, honestly. I mean, it's good that at least one person in Ferrari has a set of balls on him and wants to win. I know, right? Very clearly. Like, Jesus. <laughs> like, and then, uh, Jesus, man. George Russell, he's creeping up 111. He's still ahead of Carlos Sainz. Like, gosh, man, that dude is so consistent. Mr. Consistent. Yep, Mr. Consistent. P4 on the grid, uh, P4 in the standings, P4 in my heart right now. Hey, dude, he might be P1. <laughs> he might be P1. In the heart. Uh, <laughs> nah, Leclerc. But uh, <laughs> so, we have the Constructors, Red Bull, 304 points, Ferrari, 228. Man, that's a huge gap. But at least they were able to close in a little bit this weekend. Yeah, they closed uh, in the DNF from Checo. We'll get into it, but that that yeah. uh, that really helped that out. Yeah, and now they're starting to pull away from Mercedes again, so that's that's nice. You gotta see a little gap there, but yeah, top three teams obviously: uh, Red Bull, Ferrari, McLaren, and then everyone else is behind them. Surprisingly, uh, or uh, did I say McLaren? I meant Mercedes. Yeah, Mercedes. Uh, but su- surprisingly, McLaren is fourth in the constructors. And I don't ha- I don't think that has to do with McLaren doing good. I just think from four down to ten, it's just at any given weekend one of those teams could pop off. And so well, far, it's just been consistently McLaren. Think think about it though. McLaren's car is a tractor. Like we could all yeah. agree, it's the it's John the Deere green. Car. Should have painted John it John Deere. Deere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Google rims aren't helping much, but no, yeah, they're they're. <laughs> The their car is clearly pretty awful. It, it, honestly, like from preseason testing and stuff, you might even have to say it's as bad as the Aston Martin and the Williams. But those drivers, man, the drivers are really they're like we talk about Alex Albin. He's outperforming the car. I mean, Danny Rick and Lando are outperforming that McLaren so much to the point that they're P four in the constructors. Yeah, no, I mean that that's kind of why I I was very much convinced after this weekend. Well, I mean, you've been saying it forever now, but I'm very much convinced after this weekend that it is not the drivers whatsoever. It's not like the drivers on these straights are letting up going flat out. It's not like the drivers aren't like, there's no way they can be doing this. So it's literally, it's, it's a crap car. You have Zach Brown. Uh, I, I love that team to death, but damn it, man. Like, you have Zach Brown, like, tossing out team orders left and right of hold this. You got both drivers battling for P8, P9 on a weekend. Like, it's going to do anything different for your team. You got both, like, you got, it, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what they can do to salvage this besides just fix the freaking car. Like, if they had a champion car or if they had at least a race winnable car, like, I, I could deal with maybe the team orders. I could deal with maybe the strats. I could do because they could salvage it, but they don't even have that. 
So it's like, I, I'm not sure how they're P4 in the standings right now, but Alpine, I, I know why they're above Alpine, because Alpine's mid. Um, Alfa Romeo, Joe Guan <laughs> Ocon sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Ocon sucks. Uh, I mean, no slight to Ocon. It's just, dude, I like... It's a slight to Ocon. It's a slight to Ocon. I mean... Alfa Romeo, Alfa Romeo, they're there, they're there at P6 because like Joe Guan Yu's been played with bag luck, so they've really virtually only had one car finishing and every race. Think about Alonso had a lot of bad luck to start the season off. Yeah, you, yeah, you are right. I don't think he had like a clean weekend all weekend or all all rate all season really. Yeah, he had a new engine like for the first three or four races, which is hilarious. Like I don't, I don't yeah. know how that even happens. As Ferrari. As Ferrari, I mean, no, they're Renault powered, dude. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know they're Renault, they're Renault powered. But I'm saying like Ferrari can teach you about using four engines. They're already on the fourth for Leclerc. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I guess you're right on that <laughs> one. And then Alfatari yeah. seventh, I think Pierre Gasly's just coming out of a slump, so that I guess that's their Aston Martin. All hope is gone there. Uh. Haas had, I mean, they're at 15 points now, which actually they've been at 15 points for a while because they they started P5, P6, and both of them finished out of the points. So that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. What man? And what Williams, I'm pretty sure freaking, I'm pretty sure freaking Alex Albon has all three of those points by himself. Yeah, Albon has all three of the Williams points, and Magnussen has all 15 of the Haas points. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, oh, you know, it's it's really I saw someone today that they, they did that tweet where they're like the talent and then the luck. And it was Mick Schumacher having all the talent and none, no luck. Uh, I can agree with the no luck part, but I don't I'm not giving him that much talent, honestly. Like, I know he's F2 and F3 champ, but like, I mean, Joe Guan Yu's arguably had worse luck than him this year. And he's had two points finishes now. And I would even say they're in similar cars, too. I mean, we, dude, yeah, I mean, maybe the Alfa Romeo is a bit better. Maybe as a slight edge, like a slight edge, but even then, not much, not, not much off the pace. Like there's no way. Yeah. I mean, Alfa Romeo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess Alfa Romeo is a a lot better. They're, they're 51 points for the team versus the 15 for Haas. Yeah, but but that's easy when you have VB on your team. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. (laughs) Valtteri, but man, like Magnuson, what, what happened to him, dude? He was he did really good to start the season and now he's just been in a slump. Well, I'm not I'm not entirely sure if, if he had a scuff with the wall, if it was a little scuff off the start, but what what is it like lap one or lap two before Oh the opening yeah. he had that front wing damage and he tried it was it wasn't bad. He tried to ride it out, ride it out, ride it out, and then he got black and orange flagged because it was getting too bad, so they forced him to pit. He was going wheel to wheel with Lewis. Again, because yeah, uh, he's yeah. he's the king at battling with Lewis, but he does not ever end up on top. So he went wheel to wheel with Lewis, and then he uh he got a little kiss of Lewis's uh, Mercedes power, and it uh, damaged his front wing. I remember that. So yeah, yeah no, it had a little hanging by the thread, the little wing tip. Yeah, so I guess that really screwed his race up, and then Mick had that the car failure, which geez, man, like yeah, which I can't I can't fault fall, him. But... Yeah, I can't fault him for this performance, but like. It was it was refreshing to see him and Joe racing though. That was cool. That was no, really that was cool really that. cool to see. Dude, there was a lot of battles this weekend. What were some of your favorites? I mean, let's see. We had we had the mid we had the mid pack of we had Danny Rick, we had Gasly. Well, here, let's see. Hang on. Yeah, it was Gasly, Danny Rick. Uh, oh man, Vettel was in the mix. And then it was, it was Albon, Joe Guan Yu, Danny Rick. Russell was leading that for a little bit. And then, uh, and then, and, and honestly, the, the, the drop, the drop back from Magnuson helped Russell out. I had him predicted P2 and it was looking good for a little bit considering Perez DNF pretty early on in the race. By the way, I just want to say that I, I totally called that last episode. I, I said, he did. I said one Red Bulls. Doesn't matter who, they're just due for a bad weekend. Something's gonna happen, and lo and behold, it freaking did. We we had that four. I literally, I actually think it was it was it was Albon, Joguan, Yu, Botas, and Ricardo, and I think Ocon was at the front of that, holding holding people up. 
that that was good to see the mid pack. I know. I mean, Verstappen easily pulled away from Alonso and just created a gap, and he was in his own freaking racing racing league the whole race. Besides, uh, the last like fifteen. Besides the last fifteen laps, and uh, a little bit before that, when Max came out of his first pit stop. When Lewis mm-hmm. came out ahead of him, and it looked like oh. 2021 again, and Lewis and Max were going at it. That was fun. That was fun I liked watch. seeing that a lot. Uh, Lewis just let him by eventually. He was like, dude, there's no way I'm keeping up. Oh, yeah, dude. Him, but... I mean, Alonzo from P2 already understood that he was racing Hamilton this race. He had no business <laughs> being up there. You, you know what? I, w- I will say, maybe we give Ocon too much shit, but like the, the whole Alpine strategy of, oh, we can't. We can't race with these guys. Let's just try to hold them up. That just, oh, I hate that so much. I hate it's it very like, me. It, 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 no, I, I actually hate it too because you're totally right in thinking like it's, oh man, we we know we can't win, so let's just sabotage. It's like, it's it's such a cop out thing to do when it's like yeah. okay, let's sabotage, and or you could take two two schools of thought at it. And it's like you you go in and sabotage everybody else's race or you focus on, all right, let's maximize our our stuff and go like that. But like you said, they just cop out for the, okay, we're not racing these guys. There's no way we're going to win this race. Even starting P2 or even staying at the front of the grid, let's just hold everyone else up. Let's try to hold up the Ferraris. Yeah, like, that, it, that was the one that was, I was like, oh, you guys suck so much. It was like, uh, <laughs> they were calling, they were on Ocon's radio, and they are like, uh, Alonso's behind you, uh, don't think he, he'll pass you, but, uh, you know, if it happens, we'll try to keep the Ferrari behind or something like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. like, that's, first of all, laughable, you think you can keep the Ferrari behind you, let alone Leclerc. Second, like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I only, guess it makes only sense. Only Ferrari can keep the Ferrari behind you. Yeah, and they, <laughs> they tried their damnness with that shitty pit stop. Dude, oh my. I, honestly, nah, nah. Let's jump right into it. Dude, can Ferrari figure it out? Like, no. I'm, I'm going to start yelling because there's no way that you can have a championship freaking team like everyone else is, is dying for a championship team. McLaren would love to have an ounce of, of the championship team caliber that, that y'all have. But y'all can't get a freaking pit stop right to keep your guy racing at the front. Like he's Dude, doing everything he can. He yeah he he stretches those hard tires out. He gets to the point where he's behind Ocon. Here's a theme here: behind Ocon, can't get past him because like Ocon had fresher tires. Leclerc was slipping, sliding around the track. They say, okay, we'll have to pit. Right, we're gonna have to pit. Makes sense. Uh, so you think, okay, we have our driver. He's going from P19 to start the race. He's up, like, super far up, like, I don't know, like, P7 at the time or something, P6. And uh, there's a massive DRS train. So you think the team might be like, okay, yeah, let's nail this pit stop for our boy. He comes in. The guy in the back misses the little, uh, I don't know what you call it, the lift that uh, pulls the back end of the car up so you can swap the tires out. They have a five-second pit stop. He winds up right behind the DRS train that they were trying to avoid. Like, come on. Yeah, and it gets held up for another 10 or so laps. I mean, yeah, he, like, dude, yeah, it's self-sabotaging made, at its best. Yeah, he made his way through that DRS train pretty easily, but, like, come on. Like, he got a P5 finish. Imagine if he didn't get held up. If they if they had a way better pit stop, what could have happened then? Who knows? Maybe he's oh, it, it have been It would have been Verstappen, P1, Sainz, P2, Leclerc, P3. If not, you could swap Sainz and Leclerc, and then Hamilton was going to finish P4 100%. Dude, like, what? Like, I don't know, man. That's what it, I'm it saying. Really just... It's literally self-sabotage. They would have an even smaller gap to Red Bull after that. But no. But no. We can't have like, a clean... Like, how many freak... I want to know how, how much those freaking pit teams practice because... Obviously, they're practicing a lot, but damn, man, holy! Like it, it's some. At this point, if I'm the team principal, I'm literally shrugging my shoulders and just accepting that. Well, well, it's only it's always something with that group. It's like, dude, what the hell? They're not getting the summer break off. They're gonna be doing practice reps. Hell no! Running that show. They're gonna be at Marinello, freaking seven a.m. to seven p.m. every day, doing thousands of pit stops. Yeah, man, it just like it really sucks because like 
sure like okay yeah the pit stop could have been like two and a half seconds faster let's say let's say they did a 2.5 second stop then he ends up in front of the drs train doesn't have to degrade his tires so much trying to get past the train he's got more clean air you know he can easily catch back up to Ocon and alonzo and battle those guys because you're going to need a little bit of tire for that uh because they're they're you know they're very good at defending and maybe that is like to maximize your points you have to hold up the rest of the grid whatever uh and then he gets past them he was only like two or three seconds off of george who was only two or three seconds off of lewis so i don't know we could have seen a lot we could have seen a way better finish for ferrari and for leclerc the the titles both of the championships would have been a lot closer uh but whatever i'm i don't know i have a theory do you think lewis hamilton sandbags everything in his life he is a sandbagger. Did, did you see that? Fr- Friday, he releases a quote, the car is so bad, bro. Like, did you see it, that And video? then P3, Sunday. Which video? <laughs> he was like, it looked like he was about to cry, man. He looked like he's on the verge. He's like, this car is so bad, man. And, now, and someone posted the video, they're like, and cut, Lewis. Good, good one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Dude, I, I mean, yeah, he puts his hand on his head. He's like, man, uh, this car is just horrible. This, like, my back, my, uh, like, uh, this, that, and the other, literally smiling ear to ear P3 on Sunday. <laughs> like, I, like uh, he, he sandbags everything, bro. It, the, <laughs> obviously, Mercedes is getting more consistent. Like, you can't sit here said, and lie. Like, they're getting way more consistent now. Let's retire the car and save the engine. Comeback performance P5 or something. <laughs> Lit- yeah, literally last to P5. Like yeah. it, it, it does. It doesn't make sense at all. He sandbags in every aspect of his life. Yeah. Hey, I will say, Leclerc was pulling a Lewis though with the P19, the P5 driver of the day performance. Yeah, very deserving of the driver of the day. And honestly, like, it's really hard to like. Oh, Max did so good. Like Max was flawless, but it's like, you know, when you're flawless, and then like Leclerc did the 19 to five. Like, damn, that's impressive. Like. And and that's also considering that Ferrari totally botched the 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 pit stops and made it even more hard for him to get that P five. So I'm saying he could have easily been P three or P two. Like actually, I firmly believe in that because if Sergio Perez could have done it in 2020 in a freaking racing point, like in a pink Mercedes, like yes, I I think Leclerc in this year's car, if Ferrari, Ferrari. freaking believe in it. That he could have done P two, P three easily with Ferrari being two and three and Max Verstappen being one. Like he easily could have done it. But of course, classic Ferrari, like you said, they just have to make it that much harder for their drivers to really show how championship level the drivers are. Because I mean Sides looked on fire too. He he had Sines, he had a great yeah. weekend. Yeah, he was he was doing great, man. And I gotta say, I have to admit, I've been giving Signs a really hard time, and I'm wrong on that. Signs is definitely the number two driver that they need. He's right on the team, and like you know, just like in Monaco, whenever uh, Leclerc, and same for last season, whenever Leclerc falls short, Signs is right there to to keep them in the battle and uh, pick up right where Leclerc le- left off. You know, it's a good safety net. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it's a it's a very good safety net to have, just like. I think Mercedes now has that safety net. If Lewis is dropping the ball, George will pick it up. If George is dropping the ball, Lewis will pick it up. So, it, like last year, I could say the same sometimes about VB and Lewis, but it, it was very much Lewis dominating the whole year. He didn't really have a lot of whole, like, you know, he didn't really need a whole lot of help. But Valtteri, he, he is kind of hit or miss. Like, he definitely shines and qualifying but like race day you don't know if you're getting the good or the bad vb i mean you're right you're right literally it's like that's what i'm saying it's it's which this isn't the driver's fault but it's literally leclerc this year you're you're guaranteed him to do something spectacular in qualifying but it's going to be up to the team if they can get him through freaking 50 plus laps because they can focus on you know 10 laps at a time but they can't they're they're anything over 20 i mean any anything over 20 to have a strategy the ball's being dropped somewhere yeah yeah for sure uh but hey it was it was a great race for lewis and a nice comeback you know people must have forgot about him 
we've seen all the hate all year long on Lewis. Dude can still drive. And P3, first or second podium of the year, actually, for him. Uh, yeah, he's sitting P6 I was, in the standings. Yeah, I was I was excited to see that. You know, I love seeing Lewis do good. I I sometimes like I can't stand a lot of these like super hardcore like only Lewis or Mercedes fans because they can yeah. be a little over the top. Like I saw one guy say, "Oh yeah, Checo isn't a real driver to me." I'm like, dude, what are you you tweeting off your couch, bro? What's a real driver to you then? Yeah, we got an armchair analyst over here, dude. <laughs> I mean, shit, I'm no better, but like. At least I show respect to these drivers. I mean, yeah, at least we're flat. Like, bro, I love the whole grid. It's just numbers at this point. It, I mean, F1's cutthroat, man. Like, if you're I'm not a, producing, you're not producing. <laughs> like, that's I it. I might go out here and say Latifi sucks or Ocon sucks, but... I mean, I that's mean, just fact, though. Put me in a cart against <laughs> them, and we'll see who really sucks. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, know? it's not like we're saying we're going to get behind these F1 cars. I, dude, I don't even know how to drive an F1 car. Like, I, I probably get in there and anti-stall it. But like, get me in there. I'm doing a Tom Cruise, brother. I'm sending I'm setting now my own personal best every lap I get out. Oh, yeah, and then you're putting it in the dirt in the desert? Yeah, that's fine. You know, it's learning Yeah, that's pains. fine. No, I mean, yeah, I, I can't stand the, because we have some of our friend group. I can't stand the Lewis hate. I Is he my favorite driver? No. Is he a little bit of a complainer? Yeah. but aren't Definitely Diva. All, like, bro, all F1 drivers are in some sort, some more than others. But it, it's like you got to respect the dude. He's in, he's in a non-championship qualifying car. He's making the most out of it. Yes, is he complaining every step of the way about the car yeah of course but it's a shit box i mean yeah he wants to drill it into the public like hey i i promise it's not me put me in a red bull or ferrari like i'll be up there too but it's just like it's just the car but but the only thing i can see from an audience point of view of oh well we like russell more in this and the i i get it it's theoretically the same car although shout out mirko and f1 data analysis uh that he does really go in depth on how like they may look like the same car they may look i promise you they're not because he broke down once again f1 data analysis please go check him out uh he broke down this weekend's race and explained why carlos wasn't able to attack uh verstappen as close as he probably could is because verstappen was running much lower drag and had very much quicker over long distance carlos had a little a little bit more downforce which allowed him to attack faster he just couldn't sustain it so once he would get up Mm -hmm. to speed that was about it the slipstream had virtually no effect because i mean there there was just nothing more to push the car down there's not like his his back wing setup was not drastically different from Verstappen's, but definitely different in pitch and angle and even wing tips. Like the two left, the two right and left corners were straight out instead of slightly curved like Max's. And that just showed why Max was faster. And it goes to show like the tiniest of details from these cars can change your entire race. Dude, yeah, for sure, 100%. I knew, I, man, I kind of knew it was going to be like Miami where you need to be in the DRS range to keep up with Max, but you can't, there's no getting past him. Like, yeah, no, you can that, keep up that with Red him. That Red Bull's lightning fast on the straights, dude. No, it, it, it literally glides. And the fact that it can go that fast was very, they still have porpoising, but it is not anywhere near like any of these cars dude the ferrari looked horrible on the straight it was fast don't get me wrong still fast but it looked horrible to drive on the straight mercedes we all know looks horrifyingly bad on the straights <laughs> uh porpoising a little bit in the alfatari uh not so much in the aston martin mclaren's because we all know they don't they can't even get that fast to begin with to they gotta get up to speed first yeah they never actually quote unquote get up to speed but uh, it's like it, it's not nearly as bad as the Red Bull, and you would think with Aston Martin going with Spec B, it would be that. But that's when you just understand that, you know, just because you copy a body style doesn't mean you have the ground effects right, doesn't mean you have the setup right, doesn't mean you have the strat right. I mean, yeah, it could be anything at that point. Yeah, yeah. There's a <clears throat> man. 
it's a great sport. There's a lot of cool engineering that goes behind it, and I love reading those tweets from uh, Mirko. You know, he always keeps the the timeline interesting. I think he also was talking a little bit about the porpoising issues, and it sounded like the Ferrari car has a high frequency in the bounces, but a low magnitude. So like, it's not like jumping up and down like yeah, like it's the just Mercedes. a really nice vibration instead of a freaking. Yeah, it's like. It's just more consistent. So he was saying, like, you know, depending on how uh, the FIA de- decides to, like, measure the porpoising, it could really change. Like, maybe Ferrari gets out and they don't have to change their design or, you know, maybe they measured in one way and now the Ferrari's screwed, you know. But I think either way they slice it, Red Bull should still be in a good place. I, I'm glad that they're taking action on driver safety, but I'm also glad they found a way to do it without, like, punishing teams that figured it out, you know. Yeah, no. I mean that that would that would literally be right. And uh another thing too is like uh what was I going to say? Like with with these cars this year and especially some of these tracks. I mean what what I I guess a track we haven't seen yet. What would you other other than the ones we have seen, what would be the worst track for porpoising? Because, I, I mean, obviously any track with long straights, so we can go ahead and say Canada, Baku. But, like, how is this going to affect Spa? How is this going to affect Monza. Like, Monza? How is this going to oh. affect, like, how, what are we going to see there? Because, I mean, do you see regulations? Do you see porpoising getting addressed before these tracks? I, I don't know. I We'll see how fast they act on it. I mean, they made a pretty quick decision, but it sounds like uh, a lot of the drivers were saying, oh, it's not that bad. It's not because now they found out <clears throat> what's going to happen. And so teams are trying to, you know, cover themselves. Yeah, the complain, 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 complain. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Okay, it's not that bad, I promise. Yeah, but Lewis was like, no, no, it's bad. Like, we need to, we need to keep on this. So, I don't know. We'll see they may be slower to react now that some teams are like, actually we we're okay. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I can't, I can't speculate really on, on the timeline of it, but yeah, that could really mix things up. And honestly, I think personally McLaren's poised the best to, to take advantage of just like this. Dude, they need any help they can get right now with some sort of regulation like that, because that can move them in. I mean, Let's see, we got Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes. The Mercedes and McLaren are pretty, like, I would say kind of the same car. It's just literally Mercedes has the has the edge on the straights, and McLaren doesn't. But once McLaren does get that edge on the straights, it, it could, I mean, you could get a P3, but the gap is already so big that I think Mercedes is going to remain consistent, and, you know, it's long gone at this point. I think for McLaren to get the straight line speed, they're going to have to sacrifice their, like, they obviously have the advantage in all their corners, but they're going to have to sacrifice that to get the straight line speed. So who knows where the car would shake up if they did make changes like that, because it, it could just put them in the same same boat, you know? I mean, yeah, it could. At it, least, at least in my opinion, you have, you have a good starting point where you've nailed one aspect of your design. You're, you're lacking a one, so you can start to slide the scale a little bit. Like, okay, let's try to work on this. Okay, we took away too much from that. Let's let's move it back a little bit, you know? Yeah, no, you you definitely be right. But when when is that going to start? Because I don't even see them doing that now. They may just be focused on the next season, just like Ferrari, you know? They're not in the title fight or anything, so. Yeah, no, you're... You're you're right. It's it's not looking good. At not even in not even in the question for the title fight. But it's like you got to salvage something on the on this year because you you started out. I mean, first race we saw it. Everybody was like, okay, uh, this was not the papaya team we saw last year. Okay, cool. As long you know, we're at rock bottom. So let let's keep going up. And then you kind of just remained at rock bottom for a little bit. And you can't even have a relapse because you're still there. Dude. Oh my God, dude. Be nice. But <laughs> no, nah, it's so hard. Like that's my favorite team and I want them to succeed, but I, I just don't know where, like at, currently right now, I just don't know where they need to go. One, I think they need to stop putting any effort into strategy, team orders, the, you know, driver one, driver two, 
take all that effort you're putting into that because it's a lot for whatever reason. Uh, put put <laughs> it into freaking developing your car, please. Like, do do something. I want to see at least like okay by race ten. I would like to see a little bit bigger of a drastic change with that car. I don't know where that drastic change is going to come from. <laughs> but sorry, excuse me, I coughed a little bit. But like. Is it ground effects? Is it aerodynamics? Is it, you know, is it the body style of the car? Is it the, is it the driving setups? Do you need to go with a way more aggressive setup? And like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just need to see a little bit more drastic of a change because I know they brought some upgrades and I know like they have obviously changed some things, but I mean, but even then, that that could be the wrong answer because Aston Martin did it and nothing happened. So it's like, uh, so it's like I don't know. I think the Aston Martin's definitely gotten a lot more competitive since they made the changes. It was weird though that they did so. Vettel did amazing in Q3 and then in and or in P, you know, FP3 and then in qualifying he was just like nowhere to be found in Q1. Yeah, so and was he was weird. screaming about it. Yeah. That was like, weird. Was that his uh, fault? There's no way that could have been his fault, right? I don't know. I don't know what. I didn't even get to hear the radio really. I was I was in the middle of doing something else. He was sitting there. Okay. He goes. He goes. Oh man, what was that? He literally asked the question out loud. He goes, "Dude, what was that? So different from this morning. So different. It felt like the rear was broken. That's what he said. Huh? Like wow. I, there, I was about to say. There's no way. There's no way." You could be at the top of the charge, P1, P2, or something, like within top five at FP3, and literally two hours later, be out in Q1. Like, there's no way. Yeah, that was there's weird. no way. What did they do, man? They were like, uh, we can't let you show up, Stroll, at his home race. Sabotage. Yeah, nah, they sabotage. Sabotage. No, nah, they, they need Vettel, bro. He's retiring after this year if they, he ain't doing anything. Like, he, he, he's got to get some sort of results, and... Right now, of course, with him and his potentially last year in F one, like I, I mean, you got to salvage that shit box somehow, dude. Where does where does Aston Martin go if he retires? Who do they get? Uh, <laughs> if, That's... if Piastri gets picked up, you get Nick DeFries. Okay, so they got a couple options at least. But if dude, both of them you... pick, get picked up, I don't know. But go so on. I think I go s- on. I saw some rumors that Mick might be getting replaced with Giovinazzi is like their number one option to replace him uh, if he doesn't step it up. Is that really an upgrade? I don't know. I heard he. I think Giovinazzi still like hasn't made points in F E Formula E or something. Oh yeah, it's just uh, after seeing what he did, let like, dude, Giovinazzi was in a way better car than Mick last year and still managed to not like really be far away from him in the standings at all. So it's like, what makes you think if the Alfa Romeo and the Haas car are there? Like you said, I would say they're different. Like Alfa Romeo's definitely has the edge in some areas, but I don't know. Haas did a pretty good job on their car. It's just, uh, I, I don't know, man. Like what, I don't see, I don't see that as an upgrade. Just, just like, like, let's see. How to put this? I I wouldn't compare Stroll and Latifi as the same, but that's like it's literally going for driver for driver. Like it's just as good as putting Nico Hulkenberg in there. Like the dude's never podiumed. He he has points, but he's never podiumed at, in his entire F1 career. He's been in pretty decent cars. He's like it, it's kind of like that. I I see Antonio Giovinazzi as kind of one of those drivers, and from Mick to Antonio. Yeah, you're buying experience and maybe some some easier like data collecting stuff, but that's about it. But that's just my opinion. That like that's yeah. just my opinion. I think they have to go with Mick for at least one more year after this year. Even though I've been pretty hard on him as well. Yeah. But yeah, I think you have to at least give him that 2023 season and then kind of assess from there. You know, see see where to go with that. He's give had him the a, 2023 a... and have a tight ass leash. Yeah, and he's had some bad luck. I mean, you saw what what uh freaking uh, Alphatari did when they started to put a leash on uh Yuki. Yuki got way better. That's true. That's true. Although he just so. straight up sent it out of the pit lane this weekend, but that was weird. That was just flat out weird. 
<laughs> like, what the hell? I know there were cold tires, and he just got thrown on, and, like, he was trying to turn, but he literally just kept going straight. He, he came out of the pit lane, got his car right. He goes, all right, thanks, guys. Sweet. Puts it in the wall. All right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> like, like i don't i i don't and it wasn't just like the we saw a bunch of these soft contacts like they went into the wall all they had to do was keep the engine alive and the front wing was great mind you i actually think these front wings are way stronger than they were last year because yeah they take really good impact but we saw a lot of soft wrecks and they were able to save it and bring it back whatever but you could just straight up out of the pit lane puts it in the wall breaks both axles he's like sorry guys and it was just radio silence. I was like, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> At least he wasn't too far from the pits. They could easily just roll him back there. I mean, yeah, fair, but Jesus, man. <laughs> You're coming out of the pits to continue racing, not go back into him immediately after. Yeah, that sucks. That was unfortunate for Yuki. Yuki. Uh, I want to I wanna go to our next section, which is, uh, can't touch this. Nah, 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 can't, can't touch, touch this. It. Max can't get touched. He's too fast. He's the best. Yeah, that's nah, just straight up. Yeah, I, I, I mean that's you're right on every accord on that. I, he literally can't be touched right now, dude. Like, man, you most for like 15 laps straight was on him, dude. Yeah, he no, was so can't close touch him. behind him, and like, oh, dude, the closest he got was like 0.4 seconds behind him. And you like yeah you think because they go into the turn they slow down Carlos looks like he's right on his he's right on his wing and then right when they straighten up to accelerate for the straight boop fucking five tenths right there like he's already, he's already ahead of him he's like he absolutely dusts people with the acceleration on the straights coming out of turns may I mean maybe maybe that Red Bull isn't stupid fast in turns which it's still stupid fast in every aspect of the track. But like for his acceleration and straight line speed there and with Canada being a track that 90% of all the overtaking is on straight lines, there's no way you're overtaking that guy. Yeah, I, I mean, you think that Ferrari might learn their lesson after the Miami Grand Prix where it was a similar boat where, yeah, uh, Leclerc was right behind him would catch up, catch up, catch up. They get into the straight. The only thing keeping them close is the DRS and then the Red Bull still pulls off. Do you think that it's the design of the Red Bull or it's the lack of the the setup for the Ferrari that's really hindering them? Uh, Maybe combination of both. I think it might be combination of both because I have to the Red Bull design is working, but at the same time, Ferrari's design is just as good as Red Bull's, just in different aspects. So like yeah. I can't really give the edge to the design. But, but I, I can give the there's definitely issues with Ferrari setup. And like, so my question is, is the difference in the design just setup? Is it just setup? That's the that's the question. That I mean, Ferrari it's got to be, be right. Well, I mean, what's wrong with Ferrari? We haven't heard one complaint or one like blame of, oh, I, I think we got the design wrong. I think we got it out of all their upgrades. They haven't changed the design uh, even a little bit. Red Bull their design's great. Yeah, no, their design's great. Ferrari's design is wonderful, actually. But Red Bull, need we not forget, uh, they definitely had their day one car is not the same as this car. So like, yeah. they they adjusted their their camber and their body design a little bit. It wasn't a drastic adjustment, but it's been adjusted. So Ferrari hold, holding their own with the design. That just tells me 100% it's not the design, and it has everything to do with how they're setting up what they currently have in front of them. It's just straight up wrong. It, it like some weekends they have, j just like uh this just like this weekend they compared the two back wings for Signs and Leclerc. They're different. Mm -hmm. They compared the two, the two oh, like like Leclerc uh, had a different different rear wing. Yeah, Signs had a had a more aggressively downforce wing with the back top of the wing being completely leveled flat all the way across with the pointy sides. And then it swoops down into like the aggressive like angle, right? Leclerc's was his two pointy sides at the end were like tapered off. So it goes straight and loops, right? And the two points, instead of hard right angle points, they like chopped off the points and made them more rounder 
and his his, uh, his wing, like the DRS wing setup, was a little bit more flatter than Signs was. So mm-hmm. it's like I'm not sure which helped out the other because I mean, who's to say if Leclerc was was behind Verstappen, maybe he could have caught him. Maybe he could. God. Like that's what I'm saying. So like they they put themselves in these favorable positions, but at the same time. You know what? What if what if the setup was a hundred percent to blame, which it was? What the setup was a hundred percent to blame for signs just not being able to to pass Max. He can keep up, but he can't get into the position to pass him yet. But Leclerc, Man, if he was there, he probably could have. I'm thinking about this crazy timeline here, where Ferrari doesn't absolutely botch the pit stop. Leclerc gets past the the um, Alpines earlier, and. Uh, they have the race reset and who knows what if, what if he was behind Verstappen or what if he was behind Carlos and, and then it was, it was Verstappen, Carlos, Leclerc, and then he got the chance to battle, man, I don't That's know. That's what I'm saying. It hurts. So I it don't hurts. like, it's literally, they look at every aspects of the setups and go, all right, yeah, that's going to be the worst one for the weekend. Let's pick that one. That's what I let's, think they do. Let's pick the, the worst one. Let, let's pick it a uh, how I say slowest one. <laughs> Holy shit! Like, dude, uh, it, uh, box box, stay out, no stay out. <laughs> Unbelievable, speechless. Unbelievable. Uh, like I, uh, it's literally they have the formula in front of their face, dog. We're Just in the put upside the recipe down. together. We're in the upside down. <laughs> we're in an alternate yeah. universe. Yeah. Ferrari's got a championship car and they're convinced they don't. Yeah, what is that about, man? <laughs> Dude, yeah, least... I All right. Respect to Christian Horner for just being so relentless about winning cuz like, man, that that's what Ferrari needs. They need a little bit more like a little I don't know what it is, but they need to get off the oh, we're going to develop for next year. I think they've been in a rut for so long that they don't believe where they are right now. <laughs> yeah. No, that's where, like, they can't even handle the winning position because they're like, ah, we have exceeded expectations, so we'll figure it out next year. What? Well, dude, we're going to develop more. <laughs> Just, file. bro, you, you canceled in the mid middle of the season to develop the next car, like, three years in a row, dog. And you're only Freaking 49 win. points behind the, the leader. I know, it's still firmly, dude, we're, we're going to round nine. Like, round nine. No, Ryan. Actually, no, round 10. Would that would round 10? I think Canada was round nine, so yeah, like I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> it's just <laughs> They're dude, starting to blend. it oh, like do some. It's literally that meme, bro. It's the it's the rock on the ground and the stick figure poking the rock, going, Do something, please. <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, just so I want to get a little sample idea. How do you think Silverstone plays out? Oh, it's going to be fast, and the cars that are fast and straight. Well, ah, I actually, I pre- okay, I'm predicting McLaren double points because it has equally as amount of straights as, as whoa, whoa. curves. I don't want to get too far into the weeds of things uh, right there, but I'm just saying, like, what do you think? Do you think Ferrari has the better setup, or does Red Bull have the better setup currently? for the uh, Red Bull. I, I think Red Bull does for sure because I think they just have – more practice on a track like that, more data on a track like that. Um, I don't know. Like they've been in the competitive, like they've, they've been in the championship winning mode on that track so many times with Hamilton and with the other teams. Like I, Mm -hmm. I think Red Bull definitely has the edge, but that's the thing the, the Ferrari can shine on this track. A hundred percent. They can shine on this track because these straights are just long enough to right when the car starts porpoising, you're already slowing down to go into the next turn. So it's like, yeah. you could keep up. You could definitely keep up with the Red Bulls. But, you know, what? which now, it's almost like a blessing. Well, not really. It's still a DNF. But since Checo DNF'd, he has a brand new fresh power unit. And yeah. wasn't penalized for it because he met the criteria of the other one. So... I don't know. I've definitely given the edge to Red Bull, but this would be a track Ferrari has the chance to capitalize on something. It's just going to be up to them. They have to make it. They have to get a win this weekend. Or they have not to. Weekend, but 
that race weekend. They need to get a win. A 1-3 would be nice because we know if Max isn't winning and he's finishing the race, he's coming in P2. So a 1-3 would be nice for Ferrari. Yeah, it would be ideal. I think, man, yeah, it'll be fun to see. But, yeah, we're going to do a uh, we're gonna do a tier list uh, for our next episode. We're going to oh, rank yeah. all the tracks. We're going we're gonna to really get into the details on what we like about the tracks now we want to do something fresh you know keep it keep it interesting and oh yeah you know maybe we even have a face reveal i mean who knows well, you guys you already get know to our see faces. my ugly mug yeah no you de- you definitely see our faces all the time on youtube but no nah, man i i'm actually super stoked for that track tier list that was such a good idea um shout out to our boy on twitter for for giving us I'm, I'm gonna plug your plug your handle and everything my bad i can't think of it off the top of my head but yeah uh, that was such a good idea we're definitely gonna do that i'm saving my number one i mean i'm sure everybody knows by now but because i talk about it all the time but i'm saving my number one pick for the video but yeah no that that video is gonna be so fun like I, i'm we we all know where Miami's going to, but uh, number one S category, S <laughs> tier Miami track, the freeway and all. <laughs> My favorite part of the track is the parking lot. You don't know where the track ends and where the parking begins. That is uh, true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know we're the Lockup Podcast. Tyler, hit yes, sir. Yeah, this was episode 20. I mean, the Canadian GP, honestly, I'd rate this GP like solid 8 out of 10. Even a 9, really. It was super exciting. Yeah, best of the season. Oh, best of the season by far. But yeah, guys, that was episode 20. Uh, Canadian GP recap. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at TLUPF1. And hit us up on YouTube at The Lockup Podcast. And... Everything will be in the description. This will be on Acre.fm for Spotify, Apple, Deezer, Stitcher, everywhere you could get a podcast, really. But yeah, hit us up. Uh, hopefully, face reveal next episode, tier list next episode, and your deuces, family. See y'all.